guys five movies from your co-host chris gasper this is frank pellicone you were listening to episode 97 of the spin chagrin and last week's categories were 80s canon and deadly dinos so what did you do with this frank did you find a way to combine them or you watched two different movies yeah you're getting one of each so you just tell me which okay. one you want first and we'll just go nuts um i want dinosaurs all right because i want to get it over with well, I'll be happy to let you know there's no actual dinosaurs in this movie. Oh. There was just the threat of dinosaurs. Dino nuggets? No. Well, if you really want if you want to use it as a euphemism, I guess there's some dino nuggets. Mm, okay. Um so we're gonna talk about 1985's Italating. Uh, it's good hook. Italian Italian horror, uh cannibal Holocaust esque massacre in Dinosaur Valley. Okay. It stars a bunch of like typical, I don't know, Italian B movie actors from this time, like Michael Sopcu, um, Suzanne Cavallo, Milton Rodriguez, uh, Joffrey Soares, um, directed by Michelle Massimo Tarantini, although supposedly was like originally listed as directed by, um, shit, somebody else. Anyway. Very typical Italian uh, cannibal horror from this time period. Uh, so the plot is that in Brazil, there's this famous doctor and his daughter who are experts on um, fossils and like paleontology. And they've come to uh, secretly go into this place called Dinosaur Valley that is inhabited by the Akala Indian tribe who are known um, head shrinkers and possible cannibals and so the Brazilian government has closed off this portion of the rainforest where no one's allowed to go so of course there's like a dozen people that have signed up for the secret trip to go into Dinosaur Valley right. um, there's the professor and his his daughter there's this Indiana Jones-esque dude um, <laughs> who's wear, called... wear a hat uh, no he's too poor for a hat <laughs> Um, but he's got a big box full of like dinosaur bones because that's what he does is collect bones. Mm. Um, there's this skeevy uh, photographer with his two um, sexy models that they're going to go and like shoot forbidden forbidden photos in the jungle. Um, then there's a Vietnam vet and his wife, and I don't remember why they're going. But they're going to. Anyway, so all these people going together with this right. pilot who's going to fly him in. They're going to take a, they're going to fly to this like city. That's their ruse. But then they're going to take a secret like detour and land in the jungle so they can investigate for a little while and then take back off and go back to the city. Okay. Um, what are they hoping to gain out of this? Anything? So the bone guy wants to get some bones. Okay. The paleontologist and his daughter, they want to like also right. find some fossils or look at this like land that no one's seen. Um, the photographer is going to take, you know, uh, nude photos of these women against a tropical background that nobody's right. ever done. Um, and the Vietnam vet's going to be a big prick and, and boss everybody around and his wife's going to nag him. Okay. So I guess like bonus. So this is like a vacation for them. Okay. All right. Right. So you also find out that, um, uh, so the one, the one woman gets harassed. Oh, so. The bone collector guy sees the uh, professor's daughter naked 
because he goes in the room to talk to the professor about hitching a ride on this trip. And she says, oh, dad, is that you? Hand me my towel. So, of course, he just walks in and oogles her. And then the dad comes in and is like, hey, you're in. Come on to the trip with me. Yeah. After he was, like, you know, harassing his daughter. And then also, um, the bone collector guy gets in a fight <laughs> with um, these two, like, giant guys because their younger, smaller brother tried to molest the one model and bone collector stuck up for him and then he got his ass kicked but then as a result the model has sex with him wow so okay bone collector guy is set up as this like suave like lothario okay so they all get in the plane and they're flying the plane and arguing with each other because they have all these different opinions and fucking vietnam vet is like you don't know what it's like out and out out in the shit <laughs> like all the normal, the, like, the nang yeah no, he does say that, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of like very um hyper offensive Asian slurs that are mm. they use at this time. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't remember what happens, but something happens and the plane crashes. I think actually I got up to like get a drink and when I came back the plane was crashed. So I'm not even quite sure that I saw it, but let's just say lightning or something. Okay. Um I mean, that quick. It's like, did it just like go up in the air and come back down? I mean, well, there was turbulence, mm. and the pilot was like, "Please sit down. If you shift anymore, you might cause us to crash." Huh. And I swear to God, I got up to get some eggnog, and I came back, and they're like, half of them are dead, and the plane's broken apart. So something. Mm-hmm. Um. So the Vietnam vet guy is like, "Well, since I'm the only one with any experience in jungle fighting, I'm in charge," and his wife is like. You're just saying that because your your dick doesn't work. And he was like, ah, I'm the alpha male in this this scenario. And I'm this platoon, leave. this troop. Yeah. <clears throat> so he ain't collecting any bones. Let though. me think who's dead. The professor is dead. And the one model that had sex with the dude is dead. Everybody okay. else is alive at this point. All right. So they all get out of the plane and vietnam vets like telling them what to do and bone collectors like listen i've been in the jungle too and i'm telling you that like this guy's full of shit and vietnam vets like who are you gonna listen to him or me but really there's no reason to listen to either of them right i mean has anything happened that requires this like um diligence of like fighting well they walk through a swamp full of leeches and Mm -hmm. some some of them get leeches on them and then Bone Collector guy eats the leech off of his arm, and that shows how badass he is. Um, and then they build a fire, and um, Vietnam Vet's wife has a bunch of leeches on her, and so they put her foot like in the ground next to the fire, and all the leeches come off, and then Vietnam Vet starts eating them too. And he's like, when you're in the jungle, you'll eat anything to survive. Remind you... Haven't, like, haven't they just crashed like like eight hours oh, ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not even that long. Okay, maybe two hours. So while they're walking through the water, um, Ugh. you realize you can see the nipples of every woman that was on the plane. Okay, and so Vietnam vet starts like oogling them lecherously. Um, but his dick doesn't work. Okay. All right. Well, that is actually brought up because uh-huh. the wife is like, I don't know what you're looking at them for. It's not like yes. you can do anything about it. 
And he's like, I'm the alpha male here. I can do what I want. <laughs> um, so then they think the Akala Indians are coming after them. But then they're not. But then they all panic. And the photographer guy starts to run. And he gets killed by the Akala Indians. Oh. So then Vietnam vet and bone collector get in a fist fight. Um, because they disagree over like what the next path to take and Vietnam vet was making like intimating that he was going to like rape one of the women. Um, but then bone collector kind of wins and Vietnam vet kind of runs away. But then Bone Collector and the two women, they get kidnapped by the Akala Indians anyway. Okay. No, I'm sorry. The two women get kidnapped by the Akalas and Bone Collector guy runs away. Mm. So then there's these weird scenes. Number one, they never found an indigenous person to act in any of these movies because it's obviously just like people in like brown paint Mm. who are supposed to be like, quote unquote, like natives or whatever. Sounds about as classy um, as everything else in it. So, and everybody's naked. So there's just a bunch of nudity all over sure. the place, and nudity for no reason. Like, they take off the women's clothes to put different clothes on them that, right? Like, let them be naked mm-hmm. continuously, but for plot, I guess. So then there's a dude that's covered in straw that's supposed to be like the high priest or something, mm-hmm. and he takes them to the sacrificial place. And then there's this big puff of smoke, and all of a sudden there's a guy wearing a dinosaur skull on his head who's like a super high priest. So then our bone collector guy, he starts attacking, and he kills several of them, including the priest and the high priest, or the high priest and the higher priest, and rescues the two women, and they escape. And they're running through the jungle, and they're being pursued, And finally, they find a um, canoe, and they get on the canoe, and they're going down the river, and the Akala try to stop them, Um, but Bone Collector guy shoots one, and then the Akala retreat, and he's like, oh yeah, that was their leader. And it's like, dude, you don't know that was their leader, you just randomly shot some guy. Right. So then, they're in, like, this other territory, and now there's this, like, overweight American guy who for one part of the movie is called, his name is spelled C-H-I-N-A. So at one point they're calling him China, but then they all start calling him China. Mm. So I don't know what his name is supposed to be, but it's China or China, and it's alternating depending on what time of the movie somebody's saying it. Okay. So he's like, ah, you know, come on. Like, we got a camp. You can come stay with us. And they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. But it turns out that they're like illegal diamond miners. And they don't really have a camp. They have a slave camp where they keep all these slaves. And everyone is enslaved to China slash China and like 10 other people. And he's got them all kidnapped. So he takes um, the two women and then he ties up um, Bone Collector in the pig pen. Um, And he has like this lieutenant who's a woman who's a lesbian and she's basically like yeah like i'm really into you to the the daughter of the um whatever uh professor professor she's like first china's gonna get you then all of china's guys are gonna have you like several times over oh my god then when that's over then you're mine and it's like 
that's, that's, that's really gross. It's awful. Um, so and like, why is she's the lieutenant? Like, okay, never mind. I'm not going right. down the so route. You would think she would have like she seconds, would have, like, second right? But she's a woman, so she didn't get no second. Dibs. Right, she gets right. last dibs. But then here's the secret: even among it's rapists, like, women come in last. Yes, in Dinosaur Valley. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so then, um, she's like, "But I can take advantage of this one," and she goes to the other model. I haven't talked about because there's not really much to say about her. Um, but she starts like molesting her, um, like graphically. And the model, of course, like gets into it because that's that's what she do when you're a woman in sixties and seventies film being raped, yeah. This is nineteen eighty five, but point two. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you're gonna just like go along with the rape because that's what you do. Um <laughs> And it goes on for way too long, and it's pretty gross. And then, um, ah, oh man, I, let me get this right. So, something happens. I don't remember, but anyway, the model, the blonde model, ends up getting shot and killed. So she's dead. So then they take the professor's daughter and they put her in a cage. Oh no, no, no! Then the professor's daughter gets taken to China, and China rapes her repeatedly throughout the night. Um, but. Thankfully, they don't show like a whole lot of rape in there. They just imply a whole lot of rape. In. Um, so then uh, Bone Collector figures out that if he cuts his hand a little bit, it'll like entice the pigs in the pig pen. And they come and they eat the um, the whatever, yarn or yarn is not the right word, rope that's binding his arms. Um so everybody in the camp has gone to like the diamond mines except for China and the lieutenant and all the captives. So Bone Collector gets free and ends up um, killing China, China. Um, and then a helicopter shows up. Um, or no, then he plants a bunch of dynamite and uses um, the professor's daughter, which at one point earlier in the movie, they start to have sex in the jungle on the ground for no reason because he says I think I'm beginning to love you and she's like I know and then they're starting to like have sex on the ground but he's like oh my god this is a dinosaur footprint and she's like oh you're incorrigible so then he uses her as bait and she's all angry but he's just doing it to lure like the bad guys to a position where he can trigger his hidden dynamite and blow them all up and then she this helicopter comes and he uses her to get it to land because he doesn't know what's going on. But then they get on the helicopter and they escape. And as they're flying away and this guy, the helicopter pilot is like throwing rocks at him. Um, she's like, I think I'm beginning to love you. And he's like, ha ha, I know. And they're like, ha ha ha. And then she's like, how can I repay you? And she starts to like go down on him. But then they realize that he doesn't have to fly the helicopter, so that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> so then he says, we can join the Mile High Club some other time. And she goes, ha, I know what you mean. And then that's <laughs> the end of the <laughs> Does she? Does she know what he means? I don't know. I, do. I mean, she's the daughter of a professor, so she's got to have some residual smarts, right? Maybe. Um... So yeah, so that's Massacre in Dinosaur Valley. 
so I guess they advertised this as Cannibal Ferox 2 um, to try to capitalize off of something. No, looks that, like. that shit. That shit happens all the time. Like, you can't yeah. believe any of those titles. Sure. There's no, um, I don't know, there's, there, there's no honor in Italy. They just do what they want. So, yeah. So that's hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I gotta write something down. Um, <clears throat> so that sounds uh, ridiculous. Um, yeah, it was. Um, here's the thing: I'm a 46, almost 47 year old man. I have probably seen, without exaggeration, 80 or 90 movies that are basically this movie in some way or shape or form. Maybe they got some zombies thrown in. Maybe sure. there is some like actual like big monster. Most of the time, it's just some cannibals wanting to rip the clothes off some. Nubile Westerners and gnaw at their boobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is one of the less less offensive, really. Like, it probably sounds pretty terrible, but there's so many that are far worse, and so much more like purposefully worse, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what oh, I, Michael Sopke's the guy from After the Fall of New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said he's they're they're all in a bunch of stuff if you look yeah that's just that's just what was happening like at this time is they were just cranking out these fucking green hell they even used the term green hell like four times in this movie hmm. for no reason because they don't know anyway right right <laughs> oh okay um there's not even like tigers or is there anything like enjoyable about this movie like when you watch it like at all is it funny like in any parts like ridiculously funny in in an ironic sense right that's right yeah or maybe it's on purpose i don't know maybe (laughs) they might have been trying to like take the piss of like other movies in the genre um because the cannibalism is almost non-existent like there's no like graphic really graphic violence i mean there's some violence to it but it's not terrible it's just mostly it's just kind of silly and it's just to show a bunch of boobs basically so whatever i mean it serves its purpose there um i would never recommend anybody watch it but you could watch i could give you at least 20 more offensive right you know I don't know indigenous people exploitation films. Yeah. So my only follow up question to this is I think I lost track um, while you were talking. Yeah. What happened to the Vietnam vet? Oh, they just walk away at one point. I don't know if you ever see their their end. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe they get killed by the. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know, buddy. I mean, it was okay. like I had to eat dinner at one point, and I can't <laughs> stop. <laughs> So, oh, you mean the movie, right? Okay. Oh yeah, I think maybe I think maybe they got killed by the Akala. Okay. There's a lot of screaming. She was really obnoxious, and it was funny because like any time that they weren't in danger, she'd be like, "You little dick fucker, you're such a little dick. You can't fuck anybody. What do you think you're gonna do to him? Stare at? Stop! 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 You're gonna." What you getting turned on? Just joking. Go ahead. Um. So then, like, whenever she's in trouble, she's like, "Oh, John, you gotta save me, John. John, I'm in so much danger, John. 
he's so big and strong. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess maybe that was a commentary too, but I was right. too, dumb, too dumb to get it. So all right. Sorry, so sorry. what's your chagrin on this? And then um we'll move on to eighties canon. Uh it's a seven. Okay. And it's a mild seven just because I've seen so many of these movies. I guess I'm kind of just I don't know, it just kinda like washes over me without really much effect. So gotcha. Okay. Probably be a much higher chagrin for someone who's never seen any or limited exposure to the genre. But if you've seen enough, like if you've seen Cannibal Frocks, Cannibal Holocaust, Make Them Die Slowly, Man from like Green River or whatever, like any of those movies or Snowy River, whatever the fuck it's called, Man Called Horse, like any, like you just, you'd be fine. So let me, Man Called quickly, Horse, let me, fine. let me follow up to, um, I know we've talked about this multiple times. So it's like, I always get thrown off sometimes. Like I thought that the chagrin score was going to be much lower. So is that more of an objective chagrin score or is that a subjective chagrin score of seven? Cause it feels like you weren't necessarily didn't have a ton of chagrin the way you were describing it. It's subjective. Okay. I think, I think objectively it's probably a much higher chagrin score for most people. Yeah. At yeah. least like an eight, 8.5. I think you have to be kind of a status to, enjoy those movies really mm-hmm. i mean i was right. super into them at one point when i was younger for whatever reason i don't know because whatever your taste is always worse when you're a child but sure um like objectively speaking they're not very good movies and subjectively speaking they become much less interesting to me as i get older mm-hmm. but again i think because i've seen like the worst i think that i can kind of just meh you know, sort of like yeah. it's whatever yeah. with the we lesser should. one. Right. Okay. I've often tried, I've often thought about trying to force you into a top five Italian cannibal horror uh-huh. or maybe bottom five, but I don't know. Yeah, it was, I don't it, it's always been on a master list of like top five cannibal movies or something like that, I think. Um, so, number one, I think because of our friend Wesley, you've seen most of them anyway. A lot of them, yeah. Um, so I don't know how interesting it would be to either one of us, and I don't really know what there is to say because yeah. once you've said your piece about one, it's just kind of like cut and paste, you know, to the next one for the most part. Yeah, I and I can't somebody's nipple get cut off. Na- yeah, yeah. What? What's the famous one? In their vagina by a rock. Sure. Yeah. What's that? What's the famous one? Cannibal Holocaust. Holocaust is probably the most. Um, like I, I thought that was interesting when I saw it. Like in from a, it felt like it had a little bit more depth than the other ones that I watched. Like just yeah. in terms of like art and like you know like yeah. what's art like you know that kind of stuff. Like so it like felt like even though it's exploitation that there was something deeper going on where all the rest of them never felt that way to me at all. But I really think that especially if you see cannibal holocaust as one of your first it's so shocking and so Mm -hmm. believable at times Mm -hmm. especially because it's got the animal death in it Mm -hmm. which is real which lends everything else this like uncomfortable air of believability sure that it's really difficult to go back from cannibal holocaust so and watch another one yeah that makes sense you end up that was definitely the first one i saw so yeah because so many other movies like steal from that movie too and just it becomes like again like how many times can you see like a rock shoved up some woman's vagina or yeah i don't know like entrails getting eaten out of like a living person's stomach like all that stuff just becomes so 
like passe in a lot of ways that it's not even like worth talking about. But anyway, seven. Yeah. That's my answer. All right. Got it. All right. So 80s canon. Yeah, so this one's a little more fun. Okay. Um, I've actually seen some of this movie before, but I didn't realize it until about 30 minutes in. Okay. Originally, I thought I had seen it, and then I read about it and realized that I had seen its sequel, and I did not remember seeing it. And then I watched it and realized I watched about 20 minutes of it many years ago and turned it off. So, hmm. Okay. Sorry, my throat's really dry from being sick, so I need to drink water. Um, so that was a lot of backstory from the future. Fuck, about fuck the your water. Talk. So we're going to talk about 1983's um, Italian-American uh, science fantasy adventure epic, Hercules, um, directed by Luigi Cosi, uh, starring Lou Ferrigno, um, Brad Harris, Sybil Danning, William Berger. Um, it is Sounds like exactly the type of movie I would I've probably seen as a child and I probably hate. This is 100% um, a Larry Gasparri special. Yeah. Um, it is so loosely based on the myth of Hercules that there's not even like much that ties it together except that he cleans out some stables. It is much more based on the 1981 myth of Clash of the Titans, mm. um, which it obviously like was ripping off. It's kind of like somebody saw Clash of the Titans and they had seen Star Wars and they were like, you know what's a really good idea? Let's cram these two movies together. But we'll just call it Hercules so nobody will know. But I have definitely seen this as a child. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you have. Images of it. Yep. Yeah. So. Sold Hercules. Um, oh, so okay. So the movie starts in space in the distant past. And we're taken to the time where Pandora's jar <laughs> is hanging out in space. <laughs> and Pandora's jar is the home of all good and evil. It's like a but jar, like a jelly jar, like <laughs> no, it's like a it's like 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 a Grecian urn kind of jar. Okay, you know? okay. So it shatters and all the good and evil, it's just like it's spread all over the place. So this is starting the ultimate test of who will win, good or evil. Mm. So Zeus, who's a pervert, decides to impregnate some woman. And Hera, she didn't like that because Zeus always spreading his seed around. So she decides to curse the woman and her family. But and she's like, Zeus, you can't interfere. So the evil king of Thebes, maybe? I can't remember. They they use so many Greek places, but they don't mean anything because they're not like related to the actual myths. Right. So the king of Thebes is like, yeah, Sybil Danning, like, I'm going to become the king and I'm going to murder the king and the king's son is Hercules and I'm going to murder him too. And so he sends, they go to murder everybody and they murder the king and the queen, and then they go to murder Hercules, but Hercules isn't in his bed, and he's like, ah, oh, where, where'd this guy go? And a soldier comes in, and he's like, hey, I just saw a maid running towards the secret entrance with a baby, and they're like, oh my god, so then they start chasing after her, and so apparently 
Number one, everyone in this castle knows where the secret entrance is. They're probably not a secret entrance. Right. But anyway, so they all chase the maid, and then they're running through the woods. I so then she imagine a, a Bounty Hill scenario where there's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost exactly... And that's what they're running through the woods after. <laughs> so the maid gets to a river, and she's like, oh, I'm going to save you. And so she puts him in this like elaborate canoe and pushes it. And he gets taken away in the river, and they kill the maid. And the guard's like, hey, you want us to chase after it? And the king's like, nah, the river will kill him. We're fine. Right. So, And then Willow discovers it. Then Zeus is like, oh, I'm going to save him. And he puts his hand down. And, like, it's funny as they have this claymation hand come out of the water and, like, grab the little canoe. And then Hera's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, all right, fine, I'll put him back. And he puts him back. And she's like, hey. You put him back after the rapids. And he's like, you didn't stay where to put him in the river. <laughs> so then Hercules lands on the side of the river further down. Little baby. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So he's in the river. And then Hera's like, yeah, I got this shit. And so these two, I swear to God, poop snakes. They're like these crusty, black-looking like logs of shit with glowing eyes. They come into his canoe, but Hercules just bashes their head together and throws them out. And Hera's mm. like, "Golly!" So anyway, so yeah. then, yeah. So then, this river merchant and his wife find Hercules, and he's like, "Oh my god, a floating baby!" And she's like, "But you know, we can't have kids, so let's just pretend, and no one will know the difference." And he's like, "Yeah, that checks out." So then they steal the baby. So now it's 40 years later, obviously, because you have grown-ass Lou Ferrigno, and him and his father are out in the woods chopping logs. And his father's like, all right, we can't um, go home until you chop all these logs. And Hercules um, just, like, rips a whole fucking tree out of the ground and throws it into, like, the heavens. And the father's like, woof, you got the strength of Zeus. And Lou Ferrigno's like, indeed I do, but what for? (laughs) So... Then the father walks away like 10 feet and this bear pops up and mauls him to death. So as he's being mauled to death, he's screaming ah! and Hercules like, like, oh, father. So he runs over. But the father's already dead. Um, no, the father's dying. So Hercules grabs the bear and throws the bear into heaven. And now all of a sudden the bear is like Ursa Major because it like hits the stars and pops the stars and now it's okay. like Right. So then Hercules picks up his dad and he's like, why, why? And the father's like, Hercules, you have to. And then he dies. (laughs) So then that character's gone. Mm -hmm. So then um, it goes back and it's like the future, obviously, because it's like 47 years later. And the king of Minas is like, hey, Daedalus, come heed my call. So here's a pause for a second, because you're a pretty (laughs) well-read guy. Describe Daedalus to me, just off the top of your head. What do you think Daedalus looks like? What do I... Um, I imagine, like, Daedalus being kind of, like, almost, like, a little, like, like th- uh, how do I describe this? Like, thin... Um, what what book- gender is Daedalus? Male? Okay, yep, thank you. Like, but book- bookish, kind of? Like, you know, sure. like, a little, like, maybe, like hunched from working like you know like um older like probably like 50s like um like maybe like some spectacles that like rest on the nose or something like that like that's how i guess I okay kind of so pictured. daedalus is a bald woman okay 
probably like early 20s wearing sci-fi clothes i guess i wouldn't even know how else to describe it okay um that's a choice so he's like daedalus fuck the gods all we care about is science and she's like but everything you do is to please the gods you just pretend like it's for science so i'll do what you want and he's like eh, maybe but do it this one last time and she's like all right so i got these three little bottles and it's a uh, moth a dinosaur and something else i can't remember and she's and he's like oh my god these are so tiny and she's like they're tiny now and he's like but of course once they enter earth's atmosphere the gravity will cause them to like all this fucking bullshit science mumbo jumbo that's not even like anywhere close to being something that could be true but basically saying that they had these toy models and then once they go into the atmosphere they're going to become gargantuan so they can kill hercules because that's what he wants is kill Mm -hmm. hercules so she sends the first one down, which is like, I guess it's supposed to be a dragon, but it looks like a moth to me, seriously. And not even, I don't know. It definitely looks like a toy that you would have bought at like the flea market in like 1978. So, well, not you, because you would not been alive, but maybe me. Um, so Hercules is out uh, plowing a field by hand and his friend comes like Hercules. Something's menacing your mother. And Hercules is like, blah! And then he just starts running. And he's running and running. And finally he gets to the farm and his mom's laying on the ground. And he's like, mother, why? And then he looks up and there's that thing is like above him. So he picks up, uh, there's a, a log that's like suspended above a well for some reason. So he picks it up and he starts fighting the thing with it. And eventually he kills the thing. And he's like, mother, I'm so sorry you're dead. So then he picks up a torch and he lights his house on fire. And his friend is like, Hercules, why therefore thou burnest thou house? And Hercules (laughs) is like, I no longer have a home. I only have the question of why these things keep happening to those I love. So now Hercules is going to go on an adventure. So is this is this this and I'm not even making fun. Is this speech impediment apparent, like, at this point, like, still, like, really bad? With Brig now? Yeah. Uh, they hide it somewhat. Okay. Um, Probably better than, like, the Hawker. Or not the Hawker. I mean, talking the Hawk. Probably better than, like, most other things that he's in. Okay. Right. So here's where we're going to break into some fun facts. Because mm. I read some shit about this movie. Okay. Uh, Ferrigno was obsessed with Hercules as a child, like the George Reeves Hercules. Uh-huh. And his only goal in life, one of the reasons he became a bodybuilder was because he wanted to play Hercules someday. Mm. So he basically campaigned for this role, and it was like his dream role. So <laughs> you can tell that Lou Ferrigno was putting his all into just being like the best Hercules possible. Okay. How does that how's that coming off so far? Well, <laughs> he's not the worst Hercules ever because I've seen Dwayne the Rock Johnson play Hercules, and I can tell you, yeah, yes, far worse. Yes, it's one of those things where you can tell he's so into it that it kind of like makes you forgive some of the awfulness of it. You know, mm-hmm. you just like you don't think like this is good, but you're like, all right, like whatever, I'll accept it. I mean, it's, um, I don't know, a good, like, parallel to it, but 
it's just it's fun. It's fun enough where yeah. you just let it go, you know. Looking at Ferrigno, like pictures of him as I was looking at these things, and I'll let you get back to it, but it's like how the fuck did Ferrigno never get into like pro wrestling at some point? You know what? It's amazing you say that because he so a bunch of shit happens. He ends up being in this tournament to determine the next champion for this like other king. There's like a hundred kings in this movie. Hmm. So he ends up fighting these guys. So at one point they're like there's the the king's advisor is this like Weasley shit who for some reason doesn't want Hercules to win. So he keeps like throwing shit at him. So finally he's like send in the wrestlers. And I was like, oh man. Hmm. They send in like the twelve schlubbiest extras they could find. It's just like they went to like whatever the plaza and were like, hey, who I want to be in in the movie? And they're like, hey, I'm not doing anything. So then they got togas and fucking barbarian boots and they all had to like line up and get their ass kicked by Lou Ferrigno. But like he suplexes one and he like clotheslines a couple and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this dude would have like been okay against Hogan in like 87. Like, come on. Like, why? Right. But I think Monster Heel against like Backland, like you know, like before Hogan, yeah, that'll work. I think maybe it was because back then, aside from like Mr. T, Vince wasn't into bringing in like famous people to actually be like wrestlers, he just oh, wanted sure. you know, the whatever. Yeah, Vince didn't, the, Vince didn't like the, it, his dad definitely didn't like it. So, I mean, <clears throat> he wanted the gimmick pop when he needed it, but everybody else he wanted to be somewhat organic so you could still believe, right. You know, they came from whatever parts sure. unknown. You're not going to believe that about the guy who was the Incredible Hulk. Sure, sure. Yeah, he no, he just stole the he just stole the IP and and made made Terry the right. Incredible Hulk. Sure. Yeah. yeah, brother. <laughs> um. So anyway, so Hercules wins that, and they're like, ah, well, here's a stipulation: Hercules can only be tested against a place where everything's pure. And that place are these fucking disgusting stables that haven't been cleaned in a millennia. So Hercules is there, and um, I think it's Persephone is the character. No, maybe it's um, it's Cassiopeia. That's right. So nobody can see her face because again, they're just blatantly ripping off Clash of the Titans. And she comes to see him, and she's like, "Hercules, you ain't clean shit." And he's like, yeah, literally, I'm just hanging out. And she's like, you're definitely going to lose then. And he's like, I don't think so. He said, I'll tell you what, if I win, you're going to take off your mask and let me kiss you. And she's like, what? That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> but then, of course, like he diverts the water of the river and then washes out the sables. And she's about to give it up to him. But then the fucking assistant shows up and the woman from the beginning, Sybil Danning, who's still alive and still young, like they knock Hercules out and they steal Cassiopeia. (sighs) So basically what's happening in this movie is through the power of science, they're going to make this volcano erupt. And by sacrificing Cassiopeia, they're going to live forever and have the ultimate power of the gods and basically wipe the gods off the earth or some Mm -hmm. bullshit, Mm -hmm. you know, Greek mythology. So that doesn't happen. And Hercules has to fight a bunch of people and, there's some there's a, a lightsaber duel at the end basically okay. um over a flaming volcano so obviously somebody like anticipating lucas you know 15 years 20 years prior or whatever um 
but Hercules saves Cassiopeia, and there's a scene that rips off Raiders of the Lost Ark where Sybil Danning's character, like, fades to dust and falls apart, like, Toad, kind of. Much slower than Toad. It takes a long time, but it's still pretty pretty cool practical effect. Um, and then Hercules has saved the gods and saved the day, and now gets to rule or whatever, so blah, blah, blah. So that's Hercules. This movie's like... This is a purely subjective score, by the way, because this score is not correct from an objective standpoint at all. But it's 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 a five. You know, like... If you don't like sword and sandal movies and you can't stand stop-motion animation and ridiculous like appropriation of many different world myths like you're not gonna like it but if you don't mind that stuff like if you can stand Harryhausen and you like Clash of the Titans and it's a fine movie it's enjoyable enough it'll make you laugh several times in spite of itself and it's got a decent heart like you can tell that they knew they didn't have any money and they weren't afraid to like hide it like I was watching it and thinking so many times like it's ingenious what they're accomplishing here with what's obviously like several different colored lights and like black fabric to make it look like space and stuff. So, you yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah. I was fine with it. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure I would not be fine with it. I'm sure I would be groaning. Okay. Huh? You would not enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, right. Um, you you want to hear a, a one minute clip of Lou Ferrigno talking about Hulk Hogan? Sure. I'm already getting choked up. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's see. It's Hannibal right here with the incredible Hulk himself, Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk. And uh, it's an honor to meet you, first Thank of all. Uh, Pumping Iron. God, he sounds like Andre. Movies, and I must say, and then, then you the got you. I thought you had a much better body than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, at least I have the last lap today. And you're, you're a bit of a bodybuilding expert, right. of course. And I have a question for you. You see, our company is a huge company, the biggest company in Canada. And uh, Scott Steiner, this man right here, is our number one contender. Wow, that's great. And uh, <laughs> I know you used to be friends with Hulk Hogan. He's a former WWE champion, and I want your honest opinion. Hulk Hogan says he has the largest arms in the world. And uh, to me, Scott Steiner has bigger arms than Hulk Hogan. What's your opinion? Well, Hulk Hogan does not have the largest arms in the world because in competition, my arms are 23 and a half inches cold when I was competing. In 1994, 325 pounds, this happened to be a better physique. You heard it right here from Lou Ferrigno, the man, the man who should have beat Arnold Schwarzenegger. He got ripped off. And Oh, Frigno just like blowing Hogan's claims out of the water, out of the water. Well, that's only like one out of a thousand people. Right. I mean, all you have to do is bet like anything Hogan said against like anyone, and you can realize that he's a liar. Right. Uh, I know it's like Hogan's got a running competition with Trump at this point. Um, well, no, Hogan, Hogan blows him out of the water. <laughs> um. It has to be. It has to be worse coming from someone that sounds like Andre, though. Like, because Frigno definitely sounds like Andre. Like, that's the funny thing is Frigno like really masks that accent well. I mean, he's not like you know Olivier or anything, but he's like understandable and yeah, he he emotes fine. Whatever. Yeah. (sighs) Um. 
the the funniest thing about Hogan is that Hogan's doing all these things to like protect wins in a fictitious like sport. Right. Like to protect wins in a sport that's 100% determined by someone else, whether you got the W or not. I, it's yeah. just. So, um, just so you know, uh, WrestleMania, Frigno's one connection to pro wrestling, other than apparently showing up at this like random, like indie Canadian show with this Hannibal guy, um, that we just listened to, he does show up at WrestleMania seven as one of the celebrities in LA during that is, uh, for old heads. That's the Hogan slaughter, um, Mm. WrestleMania when Hogan beats slaughter for the world title. So that is the one connection Frigno has to WWE. Uh, I did see a YouTube video that I saved to watch later, which is apparently Vince McMahon wanted Lou Frigno to wrestle in the WWE at one point. So I want to see if that claim That's might be true. Yeah. yeah, I would not. Um, I would not guess that actually. Yeah, we'll see though. Yeah, so... I mean, it's by like somebody that has like the video has like a thousand views. So who knows? So here's um. Here's a, a funny, funny anecdote for this evening. Um, our friend Orion, did I already say this on air? Or did I just say it to you privately about oh. the exploit for tonight? Uh, just privately. Um, it was all. So our friend Orion gave me the perfect exploit. I have been trying to get the single movie onto the spin chagrin for the better part of like eight months now. And I have never had the opportunity and it drives me nuts. Because I feel like I should be able to work it in, but it just never fits. And so there was a category tonight where if I would have been, if I would have really just completely ignored the actual intent of the category and just taken it a different direction, I could have fit this movie in. But you know what? I'm going to come by it honest. So we're going to wait at least another week. Okay. But when we get to that movie, it is going to be a spin chagrin extravaganza. Holy shit, I just found a scholarly article from 2022. This has got to be from in the Journal of American Culture titled, Just Look at His Vascularity, The Dangerous Theatricality of the World Bodybuilding Federation. This is a scholarly paper that's a takedown of Vince's World Bodybuilding Federation and apparently Lou Ferrigno's referenced in it, which is why it came up in my search. So saving that one too. Um, because this is how this is how this is how I'm. Um, I cannot remember that is definitely a Vince quote. Um, like, and I can't remember if that is a clip I've seen from the World Bodybuilding Federation or if that is from WWF. But um, yeah, that's definitely a Vince quote. Um, because vascularity, like, yeah, like that's. Oh, all right. You want to see what you get next week? Maybe, maybe it fits, man. Maybe it fits. Like I'm holding out hope. It's not going to fit, I don't think. Um, but we'll see. You don't know what the movie is. I, I, I right. Um, Category one, <laughs> grown, grown women acting like assholes. This is paired with the first year spin chagrin category, grown men acting like assholes. Category two, a movie featuring a TV sitcom actor. Uh, 
<laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> I actually could. I mean, there's multiple movies that compare those two together, but I can think of like, oh my god. But I, I guess you're hoping that maybe there's a TV sitcom actor in your movie. I can't remember. <laughs> I gotta. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> yeah. Does it work? It does. Yeah. See? You never know. You I actually didn't get into the categories, to be honest with you. Really? Nice. Hmm. <laughs> All right, there you go. See, you never know. I'm su- I am super stoked. You never know. You maybe <laughs> make the singleton hoot. <laughs> uh, I should write that up before I forget. Ninety-eight grown women. Do you remember what the grown men acting like assholes movie was? It was originally um, that movie I couldn't finish. Right. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Maybe. Huh? Was it bench warmers and then I made it something else because I couldn't finish bench warmers? Maybe. Uh it ended up being due date. Oh yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and um uh got Zach Galifianakis. Um Yeah, that's that's super accurate. Yes. And I I listened to part of that the other day and uh yeah, that's that's a really painful movie. Um to... It actually is really painful for me to think about it now that <laughs> If you can believe it, I mean that's that's the funny thing is one of the episodes in in the first year we, which feels like three years ago for some reason, but I mean in the first year we uh we have a conversation about retroactive chagrin, um at some point, and how it comes up at some point about what is that Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector? Um, no, that gets discussed in Colon Health Inspector. At some point, it comes up later how retroactively you would make that a 10 out of 10 chagrin. Um, and then, then it made me think, has there been a pure 10 out of 10 yet? Do you remember? I could have sworn I gave something a 10. I think you did. I'll have to go back and look. Um, there does feel like there was one thing that was a 10. These are not the things we choose to remember in life. They're the <laughs> things that are foisted upon us in our darkest moments. <laughs> that's, yes, good. Um, that's what is the, what, what's the quote for a 10? The quote for a 10? Yeah, do you remember I made like a, this this failed like within the first two weeks of the spin chagrin but i actually drew up little um picture icons for each level of the spin chagrin that was like oh i still have those saved um some yeah an imitation of my face like making yes like a yeah i can't remember like isn't it like like almost like a devil face or something like that almost oh it's the the 10 is like an obliterated skull face with right like yeah, yeah. all around and it's right. uh there is no death. I can't, I can't remember. Um. Yeah, I have no idea. Um. I don't remember that, but I might hear it 
at some point if we talked about it on the because I'm going back and listening to some of those episodes for reasons. Um, <clears throat> all right, so the movie that could cross that over that first popped in my mind that is recent, those two categories that you got this week, um, grown women acting like assholes and TV sitcom. First thing that came to my mind, 80 for Brady. You know, I almost watched it on the flight this past time and I held off. Uh huh. I actually watched a few things on the flight that I just forgot to tell you because I just forgot. Yeah. Um, like I watched the Tanya Harding movie, I Tanya or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. That was, was good. That? Was it was it? fine. It was yeah. a good movie. He's really good in it. Yeah. Who, oh, um, who, I don't even know. Who was that? Uh, um, Harley Quinn. Uh, Oh, um, uh, the Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does a really good job. Gotcha. Okay. Who plays uh Galuli in that? Hold on. Oh fuck, he's really good too. Oh, it's Sebastian Stan. That's really funny. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's hilarious. The guy that plays um, what's his name? Uh, the one that actually hit her, or no, the one that coordinated the hitting her in the knee. Um, the uh, fact that's Eckerd, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, that guy. Uh, I'm looking him up now. That he's in. Um, he's the guy that played in Jewel, like the Richard Jewel movie. Um, yeah. So he's fucking hilarious in that movie. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, he he. That I'm pretty sure he's the one also that has like a a bit role in some of Tina Fey stuff at times. But he was in um uh Kimmy Schmidt um in a funny role. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's really fun. worth watching. I found it really enjoyable. It made me laugh. Yeah. Okay. Just, also, kind of like tugs at your heartstrings a little bit for her. I think hmm. definitely um, not pro Tanya Harding, but definitely paints her in a more sympathetic light than right you might initially imagine. So that, than they did back then, like um, yeah. It's um, funny because like I was very cognizant of the media and of that event when it occurred, and. I had like every sequence of event of that, um, that time like muddled my brain. Really? Oh yeah. See, I knew everything about it because one, I watched figure skating because my grandmother and my mom watched figure skating all the time, so I knew everything about like figure skating as a child because they were constant. Anytime figure skating was on, they were watching it. Um, and two. The deaf mute neighbor of mine used to get every like National Enquirer type like paper. And then when she was done with them, like save them for a few weeks and then like call my mom over and give them all to my mom. And then my mom would read them, but I would also read them um, or flip through them at least um, after I was done with my pro wrestling illustrated or something. Um <clears throat> And so I would read all the stuff about Nancy Kerrigan, Jeff Galuli, and Tanya Harding. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Those pictures. Like, did they use the real photos in that movie? Yeah, they used the videotape of the actual occurrence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. It's all right 30 years ago. Right. Uh, so ridiculous, all those photos. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, do you want to watch a couple trailers? Surely. All right. 
So one, I have not watched it yet because I was saving it. I know you've seen it already, but um, the first one we're going to watch is uh, the one that was released this past week for Furiosa, um, oh, yeah. a Mad Max How saga. How many times have I watched it at this point? Four. Legitimate question. Four. Uh yeah, this will be number five for me. Okay. Yeah. See, and I only knew one. Um. <clears throat> all right. So let's go ahead and watch. You want to quickly say though, like I mean, like was that was that O or you that watched Fury Road recent, like in the past week? Oh, it was actually both of us because okay. I watched it last night. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm I still watched si- the trailer yeah. twice, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm watching Fury Road." All right, I still have not seen Fury Road again since the theater. Like, there's some hesitancy there on my part, like not to see it on a smaller screen, but um. More like I'm just kind of waiting till it pops back up again on the podcast, um, in some way. So, all right, let me share screen here. I'll get it. All right. So, all right, there we go. So I haven't seen this yet at all. Anna Taylor Joy, correct? Playing? Yes. Promise me you'll find your way home. Furiosa, give me this promise. I love the way that Miller films like empty weapons and stuff. Yeah. I'm going to let you watch this, but then I want to talk about some things after it, too. I I could do without the text there, but I like the visual. so into this like borderlands that i'm like a character that i'm playing now it's like i can't watch this without thinking of borderlands too who's hemsworth playing hemsworth is um what's his name um immortem joe oh okay hmm that's interesting. I'm Furiosa! The darkest of angels. The question is... Alright, I can see it. Like, I wasn't sure about Anna, Anna Taylor Joy, like, necessarily, like, but yeah. I can see it. So, I'm not sure if I like the like the uh, the style of that trailer, but I like the visuals of that trailer, and I'm, and it looks good. Like so the trailer is cut for, it's not cut for you, right? Because you're probably already going to see the movie anyway. It's right, it, right. It's yes, cut to draw someone in that doesn't have the same connection. That's automatically going to go see the movie. Absolutely. Yep. 
So it definitely has a more modern style. It doesn't have like a classical style to it, which I think you could get away with and still. Anyway, I think that it's meant yeah. to draw on the person that doesn't. Yeah, it's casuals. The story yeah. of it, right. Yeah. I love the fact that that movie still has that desolate, blown out wasteland look, but you can tell that it's definitely like 25 years before the events of Fury Road. Yes. Because you see like different co- like striations of color in the sky and like the yeah. ground still has elements of like soil and grass and fucking beautiful man like yeah. i miller is i'm so glad that he settled his lawsuits with warner or whoever that is that he can make more of these movies because man that dude is just like i don't know no one else should be allowed to make a post-apocalyptic movie except for george miller <laughs> and he should be given money to make like one every two years until he dies yeah, no, it's a, I mean, I'm I'm glad he's still doing it. Um, you know, despite a mixed bag for me with some of that stuff. Um I mean, to me, there's still stuff in Fury Road that's like absolutely jaw-dropping when you see it. Yeah, I I love Fury Road. Um it's definitely my favorite out of like all of the Mad Max stuff. Um then after that's Road Warrior and then um I guess Thunder like Man, you hate fucking Mad Max. So I, I didn't know. I don't like that movie. Um, at all. <laughs> at all. Um, because you're a turkey. You're hmm. a turkey, Bubba. <laughs> uh, speaking of post-apocalypse, um, uh, the next thing I want to watch, I don't know if you've seen it yet, is the teaser for the Fallout Amazon TV series. Oh, I've been purposefully not watching it because I assumed you were going to make me watch it. So. Yeah, pairing them together. Um, all right, here we go. So, uh, I think this is two thousand early, like spring two thousand twenty-four. I think. Uh, yeah, I'm when this is going to debut. So, this is the Fallout video game series. For those that don't know, um, this is a uh, Amazon picked up the IP for it, um, and is making a TV series. So. Starting a vault. Looks like 33 down there. Good knowledge. But I've lived a relatively comfortable. Uh, I was set it really far in the distance. You probably couldn't see it on your phone. Stop! Lucy! Unknown actress going out of the vault. Jonathan Nolan related to Christopher Nolan? Dwellers are in endangered. I don't know. He does have a brother. I do not Rad- think Look at that rat rat. Uh-huh. It takes to survive up here. If you insist on staying, then you will. Oh, Ben Linus. That's actually that's really funny. What, what was it? Produ- no, like I can't remember. The, of the boys and two two days free shipping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really funny. So this is like Fallout Three. Era. Yeah. Huh. Power armor looks good. Yep. Yeah, I like the I like the like the vault suits and stuff like that. Like. Oh, Megaton! Oh, oh. Shit. yeah, that is this is Fallout Three. 
That's um. That's, Walton Goggins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the. Uh, I can't remember that character's name in Fallout Three. I grabbed a moldy one. Is this Chris Cornell? Yeah, I think so. Huh. Oh, that's Carl McLaughlin. Huh. I was not expecting to like think this looks good. Yeah, it looks really good, actually. Yeah. Seems like it has like the right sense of like kind of like a dour sense of humor, like you know, like tongue in cheek nature to it. But still, like, probably going to tell like a serious story. Yeah. I'll watch that. I'm pretty. Yep. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I was. Oh, actually April twelfth. Just... That's pretty soon too. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I was not. I was not planning on um enjoying that but i had only seen this the still image of goggins although gotcha. in the article they called him um fuck like walter goggins or something like that poor guy <laughs> that's like spelling like rick flair's name like r-i-c-k um r-i-c-h rich flair yeah famous wrestler right. <laughs> oh like Hulk Hogan, like H A W K. All right, so I got another one here for you. Um, it is a movie coming out on Apple TV Plus, hmm. um, which we both hate as a streamer. Correct. I just resubscribed to so get three months free. But oh, yes, okay. Well, this. <laughs> What did you get it for? What are you watching? I watched Macbeth again. Oh, okay. Um, so this is a movie called The Family Plan, and it stars Mark Wahlberg. That's another Mark Wahlberg movie coming out. Um, I watch it after I watch that movie with him and the dog. Yes. Um, I've already forgotten the name of that movie. Arthur um, the King. Arthur the King. Yes. That guy. One last time. Us. All right, this is, is this trailer before the trailer? It is, of course. Oh, it's coming December 15th, too. You don't have very long. You'll hey, be able to watch this. Happy anniversary. Dan, my husband, he's an amazing dad. I hate to, I hate to say this, but I've already watched this. Bigger. Really? No, I really enjoyed at this point in watching this trailer. Uh-huh. Because I was like, what the fuck? Is this like... Sorry about the mess. Uh, there's like six other movies that have the same exact plot. Yeah. Where like super secret agent is actually like a family man and then his family's put in danger. I mean, it all goes back to true lies, right? Yeah. But you know, I'm sure there's something before that even, but is like that. Yes. That's a movie I need to rewatch someday. I've oh, I've never rewatched it because I don't want. I I enjoyed it when we saw it in the theater, and I never want to rewatch it because I figured it might not be as good. But the one watch I always enjoyed, it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's just a solid movie. Kind of like how I enjoyed Sahara. Yeah, uh, I think Sahara is better than Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But... Agreed. Anyway, so Mark Wahlberg is just. Biting off the bad guys with his family in tow. Right, while they're all got earbuds <laughs> in, because that's the modern family, right? Uh, right. 
Who's this? What is? Who's redoing this? Like Ice Ice Baby here? I don't know. <laughs> Not to ruin this trailer by talking over it, but um, being your husband and therefore internet wrestling comedy like blooper show botch mania this week mm -hmm. um use the vanilla ice on mtv doing the their version goes like this but our version goes like this yeah right to um edges uh metalingus entrance oh that's really funny because i guess the you think you know me woman is like a different like dumb yes. voice yep it, it made me laugh really hard yeah that's really funny New record. This is not why I subscribed to Apple TV Plus again. I just don't remember why. I did, however, watch Macbeth again. Gotcha. And really enjoyed it. Actually, I've yeah. enjoyed it more this time. Did you ever you watched that, right? Yeah, it was on a Fresh Five. Yeah, I thought so. I subscribed to it, and that's how I ended up with it for like three months or something like that because uh. We ended up watching Ted Lasso and being extra, like loving the first season of Ted Lasso, and then being like, like seriously, the biggest drop off of a TV show I've ever seen in my entire life. In the second season of that show, like I've never seen a worse drop off of a TV show, like ever, like in terms of quality and enjoyment. Um, here's a here's a fun fact about Frank. What's that? I have heard people say Ted Lasso. <laughs> that it's a television show i have no idea what ted lasso is about or who's in it and i don't um, want you to tell okay. <laughs> i just okay. i would prefer to live in ignorance at this point okay so when people talk about ted lasso i can just nod blankly and it's 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 legit okay um i think i have told you about ted lasso because i told you about a scene a, a scene from it that's like like fucking hilarious yeah you may have it didn't uh, that, stick. Okay. Because he, 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 he repurposes the Iverson um, press Practice? conference. Yes. Um, and it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's first season, though, when it was good. All right. One last trailer here, and right, let's we'll call it a week. Um, and this I'm positive you probably haven't seen. I have not seen it either, except for like the first like 20 seconds. Um, just to see what it was. It is called Fast Charlie. I, I don't even know where it's getting released at. No idea. But it has Pierce Bronson in it. And the first image here is somebody walking down steps with obviously a silenced gun. So let's see what's going on there. So I have watched this trailer. What? <laughs> yes. More like a, um... I don't know why. <laughs> you just... You just watch everything. Exactly. Oh, is that a what's her name for Firefly? In that trunk out there. I can't remember how to pronounce oh, her yeah, name. Oh yeah, I can never remember. Marina, Marina. Yeah, Ocarina. something. The prostitute. Yeah. Along with the rest of Firefly. Yeah. The escort. Companion. Whatever they call companion. it. Companion. Yes, companion. That's just to catch you on a way. Um. This is in a long line tradition now of like old actors getting over by pretending like they're badasses yeah i mean it was like last year the liam neeson thing this year. be good to the people the vacation plan or whatever the getaway plan whatever it was yeah called. like denzel doing the equalizer and all that stuff denzel washington is still a badass in his age here's brosnan no longer believable as a badass everyone keeps telling although 
But he's actually more of like a, it looks like more of like a cleaner here as opposed and an assassin rather than a. Oh yeah, he's an assassin definitely. I actually kind of like. I got more men than you got bullets. Bullets are easy to get. I I actually kind of like 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 him in this role here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just criticizing the genre in general. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, right. Look at the cell phone. Like you know, I mean, it's the same fucking shit, right? Like. But he actually seems pretty cool in it. I think it might be uh, worthwhile, like, movie to watch for him. Right. But it's going to be him fucking the younger woman, which is going to be creepy. Over your head. Well, he did play Bomb. Marina Bakkenin. Yeah. I remember Marina. I just never remember how to pronounce her last name. He was my second best guy. I'm looking forward to meeting number one. Huh. Huh. That looks alright. I mean, it's probably something I'll never watch in my entire life, but it looks alright. I'll watch it. I'll watch it randomly in Thailand one day. <laughs> right. Uh huh. Because that's what happens. Oh, what was I going to bring up to you? Uh. Fuck, I can't remember now. Um, <clears throat> I thought of something during that trailer. But yeah, okay, whatever. Um, I'm really excited about Fallout, though. Like that was that was yeah. I was not expecting that at all. Um, I'm I'm stoked for. I'm actually like, I'm okay with all like everything there. Like I'm I'm fine with watching all of it. So right because I'll watch the Mark Wahlberg thing at some point anyway. So may as well just anticipate it. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I... Does it feel to you like anything's coming out on the streamers right now? Like, no, they've kind of pulled back on that, except for Peacock releasing stuff early, like Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff like that. Peacock's really like blowing up. Um, finally, like it's took them. I mean, it's like been like a slow like churn for them. Um, but I got an article in my feed this morning, yesterday. Who knows? It all blends together. But um, that I think they're up to thirty million subscribers now, and. Right. Um, I guess Comcast, like they had a deal where it's like Comcast could like, you know, had time to decide whether they wanted to like invest in 33% of the company. And I guess Comcast is taking that deal now. Um, and, uh, so I guess they see the upside, like, you know, um, in putting money into it now. So it's it's an odd story considering Peacock even a year ago was kind of like almost like this joke um streamer that like nobody like really respected that much and stuff like that, but like they're starting yeah. to gain popularity and um consistency in their subscribers. I wonder if um I wonder if it is part of it is from the increasing popularity of WWE in the mainstream again. I uh, maybe. Um like with the fact that like they're getting record views on their pay-per-views because of Peacock, but it seems like their live shows are like going strong and that there's really good attendance for the tape shows and like the yeah. merchandise are pretty strong too. It's very possible. I mean, like honestly, Peacock has been putting like, even if it's stuff that I don't really care for or want to watch necessarily, um, They've been putting out like a lot of popular movies and stuff, or yeah. like at least choosing things that are, um, like 
like what they had cocaine bear right like you know and it's like yep. again i i didn't watch it I, I i don't think i'll ever care to watch it unless like you put it on a list someday um it's just not my type of thing but was extremely popular like you know in like kind of a cultish way like you know pretty quickly and um you know somebody was wise enough to grab it up you know i mean over a peacock and make sure that they have it so um i mean at 30 million now like you know they're matching apple tv which oddly has been around forever now um like it's like yeah, but there's nothing on it ever. right well they got like tv shows that i never heard of that are in season four right yeah. um so they've been around right. since like 19 nearly impossible to navigate like it's such a pain in the ass to navigate yeah. that platform yeah, yeah every time i try to like it it's so not worth it and i'm just gonna yes i'll cancel it in a couple of weeks just to make sure that when my subscription runs out it doesn't renew on me sure and then it's like paramount plus is at 32 right now um and i mean that had uh what the fuck yellowstone like hype and then like it you know and um and you know so like they're closing in on paramount plus and i mean hbo right now is only at 40 um and they like half shot themselves in the fucking foot by combining it and you know zasloff like you know like making everything about like the discovery plus type shit with it i think it's turned a lot of people off um so and then Hulu's at fifty three. So I mean, Peacock's like coming up like slowly, like on top of people. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, um, because we're we're ten years away from like basically like everything having to merge, right? Having basic cable again for a yeah, hundred dollars sure. a month. Yeah. Oh, the packages are already started. Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate Hulu because I think Hulu does the best job of really getting the movies that I want to see streaming for free like quicker like they do a really good job getting the indie horror stuff which is my you know right gotcha gotcha i mean i um i i appreciate i mean there's things i really like on hulu and i'll watch um particularly some of the fx stuff and like you know stuff like that like and they tend to have like things that i can like rewatch and everything um i i think hulu has the absolute like most disgusting interface i've ever seen in my entire life and i wish they would rebrand that again because it's it makes me ill to like be on hulu um to watch anything um i seriously equated to the kanabi code for me because i just have to remember exactly what to press really fast in order to get past all the shit i don't want to see to get to the movies right it's like up up down left 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 oh there it is uh but yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see like how all this plays out um like for me like overall i mean like you like disney plus and hulu are both 53 like million um subscribers and like that makes sense right because most people are probably getting like the double package i would would assume everybody is boycotting disney um according to what the new york post um i don't know like um, According to Double XX sixty three racist cracker forty nine, right on formerly um, known as Twitter dot com. That's so fuck. I, I I just saw that tonight earlier, like uh, because there's an article I was reading about how a BBC interview with Kelsey Grammer got cut short by Paramount Plus executives because 
I guess he's like he was asked during the interview about his support for Donald Trump and um grammar kind of cut shut it down because like I still support him and that's all I'm going to say about that because like apparently Paramount Plus like was like execs were like no 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 don't talk about that um but it's like I saw that in the article it's like you know um because apparently he's really good friends with Roseanne Grammer and it talked about Roseanne's like you know losing her job um uh after posting on Twitter like you know now known as x and it's like jesus christ how long are we gonna have to do this really and it's like you know and this like fucking idiot musk like you know it's like do we need a new name for a tweet so it's not twitter anymore but it's like are they still called they're still called tweets right which is coming from twitter like I can't wait till this motherfucker loses this company and it just all goes away like I hope it happens so much They've lost hundreds of millions of dollars in ad revenue in the past like two months. Because so. he's anti-Semite? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anti-Semite right. and a Nazi and kind of a racist. <laughs> yes. Um, and like He doesn't limit his racism to just, you know, people of like Hebrew descent. He will expand his racism to include many other types of people. And when he puts us on Mars, he'll probably like, you know, like... I hate the Martians too. Um, fucking idiot. If uh, they're, fuck them for not coming down and like taking over already. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Oh, uh, jerks. Uh, all right. So next week, um, well, you got it, right? You got the movie. Oh, yeah. And, we're, and we'll get it unveiled what the, um, well, that's nice. That'll be, that'll be good as we're working towards the end of the year. You I'm gonna watch that bit twice. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah. So Frank will unveil his movie that meets uh possibly grown women acting like assholes and certainly meets um a movie starring a sitcom TV actor. Um. Good on all fronts. All right, and uh, I figure we'll just continue watching some trailers for the rest of the year until the last episode of the year where you are going to. Uh, finally, we're just going to wrap up food chat with like one last thing where you are going to unveil a menu for a restaurant. If you could pick a menu for a restaurant and then remember a menu, if you could run a fast food joint, um, you got to develop those menus. Um, and that's going to be like the final food chat, um, episode until I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much, but I actually think about that more than I should admit. <laughs> you were very excited about that idea when I texted yeah. it to you. <laughs> I could sense it over the. I could sense it over the text. How excited you were! <laughs> I literally think about it every day. Yeah. Um. So uh, no, I'll I'll save it. Um. But yes, yeah, so that's what we'll be doing for episode one hundred to finish off food chat, and then um, we'll talk about what maybe we're doing next year uh for the spin chagrin and um you know the podcast as a whole so all right so thanks for listening everybody have a good week double deuces